0: it is the sci-fi diner podcast free shore leave we are excited for another con this year to come rolling around and it's none other than shore leave miles are you excited about this i'm stoked and my M, are you excited about shore leave
1: um obvi of course (laughs)
0: whoa bring in the valley girl though that's awesome it's going to be a great time at shore leave we have some awesome guests that are going to be uh you know, fulfilling our geek dreams, right? Yeah, people we can nerd out to. Yeah, we can definitely nerd out. Or we can lose our cool too, and all that. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, um, two words, John Barrerman.
0: Yeah. Uh, say no more. Okay, that's the podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight. No, I'm just kidding. We're out. But that, yeah, we're out. John Barrerman.
2: Whoo! That a, would be cool if it was just him. But I need a, I need a cold shower with ice. But oh wow. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not judging. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: Well, Sean Merriman, right? Anyways, um, well, that's awesome. So uh, we are excited uh, about it. We're going to talk about that tonight. We have a lot else on the agenda, stuff that we are, I guess, reading, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that, movies that we've watched, because we've had some notable movies that have come out, some to critical acclaim and some to, well, maybe not so critical acclaim. We're going to talk about that tonight. And then, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're looking forward to at shore leave and where we're going to be at, so you can stalk us, find us, and um, or just say us. hello. Yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> yeah, you know we, we are friendly, so you can just you know don't yeah, just stab us. But please just say hi. Yeah, if you see a big bald guy, mug him in the alley. Yeah, go ahead. God, I'm <laughs> going to
1: smack you upside the head when I see you this week. And
0: what you want to do is make sure you're at the spot where M does that. And make oh, sure yeah. you get it make sure you Read get it on in video.
1: Instagram it, Periscope it, Snapchat. Yeah,
0: everything, whatever you want to do.
1: You have available, right? It broadcast that
0: broadcast M smacking Scott upside the head. Because he You're totally so deserves it.
1: So mean to Miles. You oh, know,
0: I love, I love Miles.
1: Miles is like a foot taller than you. One of these days?
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like the small do you know what it reminds me of? You know you know that scene in um In Firefly, it's like one of the first episodes when, um, who's the scrawny guy that's like, he's been Doctor Who and uh, short guy. He plays the mob, it's like the mob boss, but he's the short guy with the the bolo hat. Yeah, the British guy. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his name. Badger. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Badger. It's like Badger coming up against like Mouse. Badger's like a foot smaller than everyone else.
1: That guy's so you're amazing. Saying, he was also on Battlestar Galactica. Along yeah, with he was. Another guest who will be at your leave. Um, I'm going to butcher her name, cause I, and I, I, I'll figure out how to say it by the time we meet her. Is it <laughs> Rika? No. I think no.
2: We will ask definitely before we talk to her. <laughs> oh,
1: sweet um, Christmas on a cracker. I think it's yes. Rika Sharma.
0: Yeah, That sounds great. And uh, we obviously, when we interview her, Miles, uh, if, when you interview her, because M can't handle that, he's, em, I mean, M's going to just take her out. But.
1: I'm not going to take her out. She just always plays chuckle. She always plays <laughs> the, like the bad guy and a jerk. <laughs> I don't know if it's just something she enjoys or something she just gets cast. To- but she plays evil kind of in a delicious, semi-sexy way.
2: All right, but knowing that she also gets her comeuppance. I mean, I, I, yeah. I can name three shows where she gets it, her comeuppance in a very horrible way, oh. which I'm going to ask her about when we when we talk. About
0: it. <laughs> yeah. So what's your what, what's your favorite way that you have died? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
0: uh Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we jump into this a little bit. and uh, so let's uh, We're going to go with the list that uh, we kind of have here, which is what we are reading. So why don't we start there.
2: Anyone want to go first? Um, sure. Um, I am reading Star Trek D Space Nine Sacraments of Fire by David R. George III. David R. George III. Yes. So uh, I don't know if we'll see him at Shore leave this weekend or not. But uh, Is he often at Shore leave? Um, I'm not as familiar with this author, so but I'm gonna if I if, if if he's around, I'm gonna to try to find him and just say, hey, I'm reading your book right now and I'm really enjoying it. So tell me a little bit about this novel, this Star Trek novel. It um, a lot has happened since um, the last Star Trek film. Um, the original d Space Nine was destroyed. And so now there's a new D Space Nine. It's a feder- built by the Federation, so it looks different. It's 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 a lot bigger. It's it, it's um, you know it's it's a it's a nicer space station. Um, Captain Ro Laren is uh, in charge of uh, D Space oh, Nine.
1: Really?
2: Yes. Um, that's
1: awesome.
2: Yes. So uh, yeah, her her backstory in the books is interesting. How she got back, you know, from the Maquis to come into D Space Nine. Um, so that's worth. You know that's definitely worth checking out. But um, so you, you, there's a couple of different things going on. There's there's something going on with Kira and Narise in the Gamma Quadrant. Uh, there's something going on with uh, Captain Cisco and Odo. Cisco uh, came back from the prophets a long time ago. He's in command of a different starship. But so he's got his own own missions going on. So. Um, and, and there's things going on in the space station as well. Uh, the Federation pre- president was murdered not that long ago, and so they're dealing with the ramifications of that. So um, lots lo- lots of interesting stuff going on. Awesome. Mm-hmm. awesome. Well,
1: wait, wasn't, didn't Cisco at the end of the show kind of go become one of the emanations?
2: He went to be with the Prophets, but he, he in the books he comes back a year later. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. Uh, how about you? What are you uh, What are you uh, delving into?
1: So I don't remember if the last time I talked about Armada, um, Ernie Klein's book. Uh, Ooh, it's, I think I thought
0: we I thought we tabled it to actually talk about it this time.
1: oh cool. So, so Armada is. Oops, I was and it as you can hear. Last doors,
0: which pinged and each piece on it.
1: Uh, is read by William. <laughs> um, so I've been listening to the audio book. The book itself is fantastic, Ernie, and you just finished it, didn't you, Scott?
0: I did, I did, and uh, I like you, you tweeted something to Will Wheaton that he favored or something, and that what you said about it is how I felt about him reading this book. Go oh, ahead, I'm do you remember that?
1: Because I freaked out and saved it.
0: Yeah, um, it was it was absolutely phenomenal what you said, but it's true. I mean, there's no doubt. Like, so I listened to like Red Shirts, Will Wheaton, Red, Red Red Shirts as well, and then I. Of course, uh, Ready Player One, he reads, and he reads Armada. And there's something about the way he captures the story that's just phenomenal. So the story's good. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I liked it as much as Ready Player One, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad we're going to be able to see this in movie. But I think one of the reasons that I really enjoyed it was Will Wheaton. The,
1: so this is shorter than Ready Player One. And he also wrote the movie... Um... Uh, fanboys, fanboys, which is phenomenal. Um, but my, I think I just made a general statement that, um, will when you get a book voiced by Will Wheaton, um, it's he's not just reading you the book, he's telling you a story. And he does such an amazing job voicing the story and mm. each of the characters. And there's just something. And I've heard him do like John Scalzi's books and like like you, Ready Player One and Red Shirts. There's just something that in the last year or so he's just developed into an even richer uh, storyteller. Um, so it's 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 just it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And there's parts of the of the book that make you that made me cry. It's I'm trying to find a quickie synopsis for you so that I don't sit here and ramble on and on and on as I try and find the book that he's so, looking for. So,
0: in my opinion, here's the difference. So, Ready Player One was really like this geek trip down memory lane for people in the '80s, yeah. late '70s, and this was much more of a trip down the world of MMOs massively multiplayer games yeah. and, and gaming and that sort of infrastructure and and leveling and a little bit of ender game enders game playing in here because you just you discover that the simulations are running are not just simulations but actual reality or they're training um, the premise is, of the book is that the entire video game system that has been introduced and sci-fi since the mid-70s till now has been nothing but an elaborate strategy to prepare humanity for an alien invasion. Hmm. And, and, uh, there's to, and there, there's,
1: it goes even deeper than that.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm simplifying it way simple. I, and, and it's not,
1: I don't want to give too much away because yeah. I think everybody should either pick up the book and read it or get the audiobook and listen to it.
0: Yeah. And you and, just need to know that that premise and that understanding is not the whole thing.
1: No, that's like 5%. Yeah. It gets really, really rich, and the characters are great. And, again, Will just voiced it amazingly, just amazingly, and um, every word I said was true. And then after I finished listening to it, I tweeted to Ernie Klein that he was a steely-eyed missile man, which is a line from Apollo 13, and he favorited it, which made me all sorts of giddy for a couple of minutes. (laughs) It's Ernie Klein! I mean, he's just... He's just a regular dude. He's telling his stories, and they just uh, they just ring true for me because I remember all, every reference he makes um, is a his, his little, you know, synopsis into into childhood. So I love it.
0: Now, one of the uh, similarities for me between Ready Player One and this, and they are not the same novel, mm-hmm. but in Ready Player One, you have this gaming icon that has created this new gaming system uh, and so people kind of, uh, he creates this Easter egg hunt where people have to find all find these rings and these keys and these clues to inherit this great wealth fortune in a economy and a world that's kind of in despair but in order to do, do so they have to kind of relive the 1980s in yeah. all cultural forms uh, the movies, dude, music video games hunt. Yeah, dungeons and dragons, the whole thing. So there's that. So people relive that, and in this one, the, the main character Zach, right? He 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 uh, he is trying to understand his father, who was killed tragically in a sewer accident. It's not it's not meant to be funny, um, but and in the process, he goes he he relives all his dad's music, video games, movies. Pop culture from his life, so a little bit of similarity to that, but the pop culture is different.
1: It, it so, references differently because yeah, it does. Ready Player One is kind of already in that dystopic world; things are a mess, and you just gotta you're kind of fending for yourself. And the escape in in Ready Player One is this environment created by a genius game maker, and it's it's like an MMRP, uh, mmorpg. Yeah. So you have your 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 critter that you are and and you level up and 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 that kind of thing whereas like in Armada it's much more like a first person shooter. Oh um, yeah. kind of like a Call of Duty.
0: Right. Um Yeah.
1: But as you go up in the ranks you get better, you know, you get better machinery, you get It's 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 something you should all read. Yeah, period. absolutely.
0: Yeah, especially especially if you you're, you consider yourself a geek. Miles, you would enjoy it because you would understand the references. Okay. Even if you haven't gamed a lot. There's a lot of other references. A lot of movie references. And I think
1: it's an accessible yeah. book. I think it's yeah, I agree. accessible. I agree.
0: I agree. Yeah, I agree with him. Yeah. So anything else that you read other than Armada? Armada, by the way, Armada, you gave this uh, out of five stars. How would you rate it? 17. 17 stars out of five. You got it here? It would be five out of five for me. So, uh, well, then I you works. suck because it's awesome. Yes. And yeah, you're no, awesome. But, yeah, there you go. I've <laughs> just told me I am pulling sucks. up my Audible account because I just
1: finished Jesus. a book by Patton Oswalt as well called Silver Screen Fiend, which okay. is basically about his love of film and um, film noir and wanting to understand film. Um, so that he could become a writer and a director and his a little bit of a biography too you, you learn a little bit about um, his history and, and where he's done his work and where he's worked on his craft and how a lot of it kind of related to his, his love of, of film and watching them So the, and the lessons he learned very cool book I, can't, I recommend it highly and Patton Oswald's a good storyteller too especially when he's telling his own story you might know him as Ratatouille.
0: Oh, so he voices Ratatouille?
1: In the Ratatouille, he's the rat in Ratatouille.
0: Oh, nice. nice. And
1: then he is also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the one the man who gives you a lanyard.
0: <laughs> oh, nice.
1: Which is why when I met him last month, I had him sign my lanyard.
0: Obviously. Cool. He's adorable. That's he's awesome.
1: He grew up, like, we grew up pretty much ten miles away from each other.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: He's from the area, which is very cool.
0: That is kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So anything else that you read?
1: Uh, no, I'm just waiting for Felicia Day's book to come out next on the 11th, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. What's that one called?
1: Um, You're Never Weird on the Internet.
0: Okay. Is it a fiction or nonfiction? I
1: think it's it's uh, it's her story. Okay. It's pretty awesome. much just, it's, it's her biography. Um, Felicia Day. She's amazing. You're ne- yeah, You're Never Weird on the Internet. Uh, in parentheses, almost, close parentheses, a memoir. Oh, cool. She's just adorable. I mean, yes. come on. It's Felicia freaking Day. She's made of, like, bunnies and red vines.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Here
1: it is. So, from an online entertainment mogul actress and queen of the today comes uh comes a funny quirky and inspiring memoir about her unusual upbringing her rise to internet stardom and uh embracing her individuality to find success in hollywood it's out all i'm going to tell you because it's cute so read you. awesome soon as i read it i'll tell you if i like it or not but i believe i might enjoy it
0: oh good good
1: because I pre-ordered it, like, three months ago.
2: <laughs> I follow her on Facebook, and uh, she had a nice little video talking about it. And um, she showed some video of her as a teenager and child and her little dance recitals.
1: Aww.
2: Uh, yeah, so it was cute.
1: That's cute. So cute.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is cute.
0: Well, for me, so I've, like, been a reading theme. So I have uh, three novels to talk about. Wow. Besides Armageddon, which I also... Um so I just finished um a little bit ago um the book Inherit the Stars by James P Hogan. So this book came out like in 77 or something. Um came out in the 70s and I never heard of it before. Uh, but I i had finished I finished Armada um and then I was I I finished the uh Dune saga And uh, put a little post up saying, anyone have any suggestions as far as books I can read? And so this is one of the suggestions that I got. I forget who suggested it. I'd give them credit for it if I could remember. But um, I got into it. And it's one of the first books of hard science fiction that I've read in a long time. So it's like hard science. Like everything has a very logical and distinct and plausible explanation, and is backed by rational science, right? And um, and that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, so the premise of it... Um, uh, I'll read the synopsis here, because it's going to be easier than me just hee-hawing around trying to do it. The man on the moon was dead. They called him Charlie. He had big eyes. An abundant body hair and fairly long nostrils. A skeletal body was found, clad in bright red spacesuit, hidden in a rocky grave. They didn't know who he was or how he got there. What had killed him? All they knew was that his corpse was fifty thousand years old, Whoa. and that meant that this man had somehow lived long before he ever could have existed. So, what happens is it plays itself out like a mystery. Who is this man? How do they find out about it? this sends man scurrying throughout the solar system to try and figure out what happened. Mm. Uh, and so it's interesting. And, uh, you know, you know you have a good book when, when, when Isaac Asimov writes of the book, Pure Science Fiction, Arthur C. Clarke, Please Move Over. Wow. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, J.S.P. Hogan died, I think, in 2010. but So he's passed, but... This is one of the books that I delved into, and it was a phenomenal read. It was a, it was one of those where they were on a track of thinking, and then they would reevaluate it when new evidence would come up, which is how real science should work, right? And um, and they just he did a great job of pulling you in, and the best thing is I discovered like this is like book one of a series of six, and I didn't know this till like five minutes before the show started. So, <laughs> So it's, it's part of his Giants series, is what they call it, and so this is Giants number one, Inherit the Stars.
1: Well, how so, awesome is that? That like now you have all these other books to look forward. I to? know,
0: I know. And here I thought it was a one-off, and I'm like, okay. So, uh, so I, I read that; it was absolutely great. I would recommend it if you're into something that's uh, intellectually stimulating, makes you think, is a mystery, but it's science fiction. Inherit the Stars is a great book to kind of delve into. Uh, the second book that I'm reading right now and right in the middle of it is Larry Niven's Ringworld. I have read it before, like years ago, and I'm delving back into it and enjoying it. But I had, I must say, and this might be the reader M. We were talking about Will Wheaton being a reader. If Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton was reading this, mm-hmm. I might enjoy this a bit more. Um, I like the reader of this. So, But the story for me isn't quite as vivid as I remember it being when I first read it so I like it it's a good I mean it's a story about you familiar with the story miles no I'm not okay a- am you familiar with ring world no so the really? story is no the story is no, it's like Go ahead. it's um it's um set in the future and this it deals with these four four beings that basically are hand to travel from earth um because Earth is going to be st- destroyed in 20,000 years, and they know it. And they're looking for a place for humanity to escape. Uh, and the way they're going to get that technology to escape is by doing something for this one race. And that's investigating this sun that has a ring around it. And this ring around it is an inhabitable world. Oh, basically. wow. Uh, it's an engineered world. Um, and so... And they, when they get there, they discover that whoever engineered the world handpicked people from across the galaxy and populated the world with them. So it's kind of an interesting premise of it. And I'm not I'm about halfway through it, so I'm not finished with that.
1: Well, that's interesting. But,
0: yeah, it is. Um, but but I, I have to tell you a story. Here's my third book, and I think this is the most interesting of the books. So this past week, I told them this. I don't know if I told you. I was at Bethany Beach. So we were down Rehoboth Beach. uh, So the Maryland shores um, to do a little bit of family vacation. And it's a great place to go running. And it has some nice family beaches. And we went into Bethany. And the one day we were at the beach there, I discovered that one of the new things that Bethany had was a comic and game shop. Now, comic and games, I was thinking, oh, like comic books, and like video games, right? No, this was... Comic books and board games yep. and like magic and Pokemon and ton of other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm browsing around the store and they have this like disc. They have this. They have this table. I'm sorry, I'm just knocking stuff here. They have this table of like uh, of, of comic books, games, and so on. And among them is this book um, by um, by a friend of ours, Dayton Ward. Oh, really? So it, it, is, it is, literally, it is the only book in the comic store hmm. that is for sale mm-hmm. by Dayton Ward. And it's the book, That Which Divides. So I've never read this book, right? In fact, um, uh, I've paged through and I've, you know, I've skimmed through some of Dayton's stuff, but I've never read it. I said, come on, I'm at the beach. This is a great time to read a Dayton Ward novel, right? We're going to see him in the, you know, next week. I haven't talked to him about it then. So I picked it up, and it's a, it's a Star Trek uh, book that takes place in the original universe um, with the original crew and everything that's there. And so I'm reading through it, and summary of the book, just real quickly, it takes place in the Zondi system, uh, located in an area of non-aligned space near Federation Romulan territory, home to a unique stellar phenomenon, a spatial rift at which opens every 2.7 Earth years. It remains open for approximately... Uh, 21 Earth days. Um, and it gives access to a planet that's typically not accessible. And you end up finding there's a whole reason. I'm not going to go into it. But I'm reading and I hit page 129. And on page 129, suddenly there is an engineer named Miles McLaughlin and a assistant engineer named Scott Hertzog. Like in the middle, in mi- in the middle of this, and I knew this. We had talked about when Dayton had done this because you read this
2: book. I did. Yes, you did.
0: And uh, and apparently, we make an appearance in another novel later on too. Is that correct? We do. We do. So, but I'm reading it. and I'm like, I just got the biggest grin in my face. Um, I got the biggest grin because later on, a friend of ours from the G and T show, Nick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in it and gets killed. So we're at least alive in
2: this novel. So yeah, we're still not dead yet in in Dayton Ward's universe. So yeah, well, there's
0: some questions about me, as I understand.
2: Well, yeah, you're not looking so good, but you're <laughs> not, you're not dead though.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I had to like I had to show my family, my wife, say, "Hey, look, there I am." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how'd you do that? I'm like, well, I know Dayton. We got In fact, one of the people we talked about in the future, in the upcoming month, we're going to be doing these Star Wars reviews. Mm-hmm. we should get Dayton on one of them oh definitely so we get Fraser in one and get Dayton in one and then we'll pick someone else out for the next mm-hmm. so he should be one of the people we have a lot so but anyway so that was the third book and uh, and I read it and I was just laughing my way as I finished it was a good book well read fun read enjoyable kept me entertained so cool. I'm
1: messaging him right now yeah Dayton what do you
0: oh you're about having having him be so, Star Wars. when
1: will there be an MCRO Garcia in one of your books? Oh! Asking for a friend.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, tell him we're talking about him on the Sci-Fi Dynamite podcast. I,
2: I think there's a tough Latina security officer we need to, you know, cast. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Security? Absolute- security? Yes. Uh, try, like, I don't know, lead engineer or, you know, senior science officer
0: ambassador to but
1: that to the to the to
0: the tax okay <laughs> um, anyways dwarf. yeah so this is like uh, those are the three books I read so cool yeah so that's uh, that's it so that's what we're uh, that's what we're reading and I don't think there's anything else um, I am gonna have to continue the giant series obviously which I just discovered there's more to so
1: there's more to the Ring World ones, too.
0: Oh, yeah, there is, but I'm not sure. I, I'm more excited about continuing the Giant series than Ring World at this point. But okay. Maybe, maybe someday. There's like six there's like six or seven books in the Ring World series, too. But, but yeah. all right, so where does that put us in the show? We have talked about what we're reading. Ant Man. Ant Man, we should talk about Ant Man.:
1: Have you guys seen it?:
0: I have not seen it, and you know, here, here it is. I gave my son the option one evening mm-hmm. to go see Ant Man because I really wanted to see it, right? Or he could go to a bookstore to pick out his favorite book, and we could read at a bookstore. He chose reading at the bookstore. So Aww, part of me, so that's so en- awesome. en- English teacher, you know, uh, geekery, you know, geeky English teacher type. Part of me says oh, that's really awesome. I'm raising him well. But the uh, sci-fi geek part of me is saying, oh. You, know, you really like, want to be seeing Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but he said to me, fantastic for Dad. I want to go see it. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll go see it or not. But but yeah. Ant-Man, I, I didn't see Ant-Man. so
1: It's good in the theater. If you can get a chance to see it... Um If you can, like, even if you can go see a matinee or a second run, it's kind of nice to see in the theater, especially because of all the macro photography that they did. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I, I went into it. I don't know. I went into it, you know, with uh, wild, what, how do I usually put it? Wide-eyed childlike wonder. So that I could just, I didn't really read reviews, I didn't, i you know, watched the trailers, but that's about it. I, I don't, I've, lately I don't like reading the reviews before I get to a movie. I want to be able to create my own assessment and then go from there. So we went to, uh, my buddy Andrew and I went to go and see it and it was, it was really enjoyable. There's some squishy parts as far as, not squishy, but... There's some uh, snarky parts. I mean, it's, it's, it's Paul Rudd, who is, you know, his history of comedy is extensive. And there's definitely some Paul Ruddisms going on. But it is an exceptionally good film. It was very entertaining. Um, I was super pleased to see that um, Edgar Wright from uh, Hot Fuzz, Dead, was was one of the writers with it and um, Joe Cornish also an amazing writer but there were so many things about the movie that when I saw Edgar Wright's name scroll up I thought oh, okay all those little moments that just kind of touched and were fun and and really entertaining and just incredibly smart but funny I that was Edgar Wright I, I love his work and it gets the M seal of approval for no squishy Padme moments. Um,
2: yay, no, yay Padme moments.
0: no Padme moments.
1: <laughs> Evangeline Lilly is fantastic. Fantastic, very funny. She's a good, tr- she's good at dry comedy. Um, so she played off of Paul Rudd incredibly well. And Michael Douglas, I mean, just uh, I, I, was the minute he was on screen, and delivered his first line it, it wasn't Michael Douglas it was it was Dr. Hank Pym it he I loved him loved him in the role loved the smart assness between all of them it was very it was more so out of Paul Rudd but just there's some, some of the stories a little thin but it's it's a good start and there's some really fun cameos which I'm not going to tell anybody about because um, you have to see it, although it's been out for a while. But you guys haven't seen it, so I'm not going to be that person.
0: I know there's some. On. I know. I know there's some Marvel uh, cameos.
1: Yes, um, and then yeah. uh, also there will be uh, some Ant Man in um, in uh, Captain America.
0: Ooh, that's cool.
1: Which is very yeah. very cool. So uh, Hank
0: P- So just to clarify, in this story, Hank Pym is not Ant Man.
1: He is not the Ant Man. He was the Ant Man. Okay. But no longer is the Ant Man. Okay. Uh, so they've changed the story is, a little bit. Um yeah. in search of the next the next person who can wear the suit. And we learned that um that the suit at the time uh took a toll on on uh Dr. Pym's system and his body. Because you I mean you're molecular <laughs> You're you're basically <laughs> compressing all the potential space between your molecules to get wee tiny, and then expanding that space, and then shrinking, and expanding, and shrinking, and expanding. <laughs> so it's it yeah, I can see it being a toil on on the human body.
2: Well, in one of the animated Marvel movies, it showed it. It killed him. So, oh, really? Yeah, in one of the animated uh, Marvel movies. So with it makes
1: sense. with Scott Lang, who is a. a well, a, a felon, and uh, a, a, and an engineer, so things get interesting and fun, and it was very, it was it was very light, like like um, Thor should have been light and good and with a good story and just tell a story, but it got stupid, and I blame Natalie Portman, um, because she's Padme. <laughs> No, she's ruined two movie franchises for me. Um, <laughs> uh. It was really amazing. Corey Stoll as Darren Cross was unbelievable. He he was really every time he came on screen my skin just crawled. Just crawled. Um, but there's uh there's some there's some excellent acting, some good humor and some great fight scenes that aren't all like Super fast and crazy, smashy. They're 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 kind of elegant.
0: Oh, good. And you get it, to see
1: a giant Thomas the Tank engine.
0: Oh. <laughs> now that being said, segue. Uh, is this a, is this kid appropriate?
1: I I think you could take I think you could take uh, I think you take a kid.
0: Okay.
1: I think Kiefer would be okay. He's eight.
0: Yes, he's eight.
1: I think he'll be okay. There's not a, there's no sex. Um, there's an F-bomb here an S-bomb there you know uh, I don't know what what of the Marvel Universe you showed him
0: well mo- mo- most, most of the Marvel Universe has been very safe and tame for him so
1: okay so he's been so. good with like even Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man
0: well I'm not yeah, I haven't shown him those yet So.
1: well what has he seen
0: uh, see, it's mostly the animation The animated stuff So, oh. so I, I probably should start Showing him with like Iron Man And some of those But You know I what, I them,
1: would but... I would start with Iron Man, see how he does And then go through Because there's a lot of little references That, I mean, he's a bright kid But he'll start asking questions well, What's this from, well, what's that from um, As far as timeline and continuity It might be good to just start him from the beginning
0: yeah, absolutely. Although absolutely. I think
1: you could skip Iron Man too.
0: <laughs> but this Whiplash.
1: <laughs> I know, but couldn't like it doesn't really make a difference, right? It in doesn't the, You're in right. the story, and it's really not a great story. Yeah,
0: I think personally, you can skip the third Iron Man <laughs> with Mandarin. Psh, they blew that Mandarin story out of the water. But I know. Anyways. All right, we're off topic here, but oh, yeah. Ant Man, Ant Man's anyway, so, go. Well, and it's we're good, not. But. We're
1: on the Marvel Universe, and within the Marvel Universe, I think Ant Man is a great addition. It's a nice, light addition. It's not supposed to be cerebral. It's not supposed to be epic. It's just yeah. a really good, fun movie. Good. And awesome. Am I, Is it five out of out of? You know, out of five. Stars. I give it four ants out of five.
0: There you go. Four Ants. Four Ants. hmm Yeah. All right. Well, so, uh, and the other movie that we uh, should talk about, I guess, is Terminator Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, both of you saw this. I did not make it to the theater to see this either. So I'm slacking on my movie uh, abilities. But, um, so, tell me about this though, a little bit. Uh, Miles, why don't we start with you here. What did you think about this addition to the franchise?
2: I... I liked it a lot. I think though if you're a purist, knowing what they they did really mess with um, the timeline, um, you <laughs> might be upset by that a lot. Um, I'm not as upset by it because uh, they they acknowledged it happened they showed, they showed scenes of you know they pay nice homage to the first film and and, 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 the, the, and some, some to the second film also. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, they, they pretty much, um, uh, somebody went in time before 1984 and messed with things. And so everything else is different now. Um, now for you, did that, you be for you, that didn't ruin the movie. No, no, it didn't. I mean, it still happened. It just, it got altered. Uh, so, um, for, for this, it kind of works. And if they, if they want to try to. Um, if, if they want to, if, if they want to keep this franchise going, they really kind of had to shake things up a bit. But at the same time, go back to a little bit of what we're familiar with, and go back to what made it good in the first place. And that was the, the, the last two films didn't have Sarah Connor at all. Now you have a younger Sarah Connor uh, from the night from nineteen eighty four. Although this Sarah Connor learned to kick ass a lot earlier, because basically she was raised. Uh, from, from from a child by Terminator wow and mm-hmm. that does
0: change things
2: right? yeah they sent a Terminator to kill her in the 70s mm-hmm. and, and and I guess the resistance they, they didn't exp- there's lots of things they didn't explain which I think they will probably explain if they do get a sequel they sent a Terminator to go protect her uh, her parents end up getting killed and this Terminator ends up raising her and teaching her how to fight defend herself and uh,
1: build an arsenal
2: you know, shoot machine guns and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so there is a second one slated? Is that correct? I that I yes. don't
2: know. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad I'm glad it it's still going to we're it's going to continue. Uh because we also went we also have Kyle Reese back. We have a, you know, uh, obviously it's a younger actors playing these people now, but um um but yeah, you have Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor together. Um I, I, since we're spoiling things left and right here, the only way Skynet they they couldn't kill John Connor, they couldn't beat John Connor. So the only way they get to get him was to compromise John Connor and take and, and make him one of their own. So he he he's the big baddie, but he's he's been compromised by Skynet, and um, we get the personification of Skynet played by you know Doctor Who himself, Matt Smith.
0: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool. I knew he was in it. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So that's what that, that that that's who he plays. He plays the personification of Skynet.
0: So, um, let me jump to you. So, your opinion of this movie jumping into the Terminator franchise.
1: Um, I wasn't happy. There there's 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 some I have a couple of problems with it. Um, not I think the story is neat and I like that they that they've taken a chance. Um, I like what they did with the Terminator, also known as Pops, the uh, the the what is it the T one thousand?
2: Oh, the T-800. T eight hundred.
1: T eight hundred. They handled the aging question really well. It was awesome. Um, there was this really neat kind of humanization of the T eight hundred that I think they tried to get in, or at least young John Connor tried to get it out of. Um, out of T-800 but it didn't happen but it seemed to happen with his mom um, I have a really serious problem with the people who put the film together because this, the trailer spoiled it the trailer you watch the trailer and you saw them you saw John Connor like shift into his into his Terminator form so it was already that spoiler was already blown by the idiots who put the trailer together. The director of the film even came out and said, "I had nothing to do with it. I'm I'm very upset that they, the whoever put the trailer together screwed it up that bad." But in the filming of this movie, there was the scene where they get to the machine to go back in time, and just for an instant. It's the first time you see Matt Smith's face and he's so recognizable in the science fiction world right now that if he was going to be the bad guy I would have seated him all through the beginning with that you could see him and think oh well he's just another good guy he's just another part of the team but the minute I saw him I thought he's got something to do with it he's got something to do with Skynet this isn't right so it was it threw me off and kind of took me out of the movie for a while but the movie and the story of sarah um and uh, the new and uh kyle reese and the there was a little goofy thread where she. i don't want to fall in love with you i don't have to fall in love with you and you know i know we can't unless we do unless we fall in love we can't make john connor and that was cute the first time they said it the second time all right i'm done but they were very good about not getting squishy, and so there were no Padme moments. Also, the M approval of non-Padme. But That's important. It, all in all, it was a good. It was respectful, I think, of mostly respectful of the of the Terminator franchise.
2: And, and do you think it was much better than the last two films?
1: Oh, you mean those fan films that? Yeah, I don't. Oh. oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. All
0: right. I, I gotta step in here because Terminator Salvation was pretty damn awesome.
1: It was epic, but
0: I loved it. Now, okay, now if you're talking about it fitting in to the Terminator franchise, that's one thing. Like, I can take I can take criticism for that. But as a movie, I really enjoyed Terminator Salvation.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. The third one was stupid.
0: Yeah, see, I never saw that one. Rise of the
2: Machines. Don't ever. Well, bad version of the. Well. See it to be a completionist doesn't yeah it. that's the that's yeah, the way so. it to see it to be a completionist yeah
1: and then uh, Andrew was saying that the second one is his favorite of the of the franchise and I think because I grew up watching the first one I had it on I had it on Betamax and I would watch it over and over again and I would I loved that movie. I loved the concept of it all um, uh, the second one it was Eddie Furlong who was just a really weird casting choice and such a whiny little craphead. head um, <laughs> he, I mean he, he, that was, it was not the film for him he's, a, he's not a bad actor he just has made some unique choices in his to add to his repertoire
0: yeah, yeah. so so would you, how would you rate this movie Adam?
1: A three, right in the middle. I'm okay with right it. In I'd see it again if it was on television or or it was like a super cheapy rental on iTunes.
0: Right, right. So you wouldn't you wouldn't go out of your way to see it in theaters again, but if it popped on, you'd watch it. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's worth watching in the theater. I'd wait for like a, a, a matinee or a second run or like if there's a five dollar Tuesday going on.
2: Got it. How about you, Miles? Oh, uh, I I would give it four and a half stars out of five. Um, we I don't typically watch movies and 3D IMAX just because I'm cheap but just because where it was um, in the time schedule it just that suited the best uh, there's a great scene where the, the T-1000 uh, makes a spear with his arm but it looks like it comes right at your face and my wife jumped So that's a real reason you like that one because it made your wife jump um, <laughs> it, so that, that, that was kind of funny um, this was the movie I was really looking forward to this summer so, uh, I, it, it, you know, it, it may have its flaws, but I think mm. all in all, I think it it, it accomplished a lot. Um, I, I think it breathed breathed some life in this franchise. If they want to keep it going, they need to do something mm. and, and do it do it right. And I think they did it right. It, it not not to say it 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 could have been a little bit better at places, and especially the marketing, which M M said. I mean, to I didn't see all those tri- that that particular trailer, so that didn't hurt me going in. But, um, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I loved it a lot. I, when, when it comes out on Blu ray, I'll put that on my Christmas wish list.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, well worth, uh, so for you, it was well worth seeing. I, I, I would definitely see it sometime. It's just a matter of when. Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: a matter of when. Um, well, let's move into chatting a little bit about surely We have Shore leave coming up this weekend. Shore leave, And uh, we are going to be out and about. Um, let's talk a little bit about what our schedule looks like, what we're looking forward to, and uh, go from there. Uh, who wants to start us out?
2: Well, somehow I'm going to have to accommodate the con, but also Saturday is my wife's birthday, so I'm going to have to... Ooh. Um, I'm really going to have to... Pl- do a balancing act. Now there is one guest that she wants to see and that's um, Daniel Davis. Um, She's she a big fan of the nanny show and so that that at least get her to the con and come, come see some stuff. Is she coming
0: yeah. to the con with you? She,
2: she is coming. I'm not sure which day. I was looking at the schedule. He doesn't have a session on Saturday. He has a session on Friday and on Sunday so I'll have to see which one she wants to do. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. I to meet
0: your wife.
2: That would, I, I, I hope that happens. That would be pretty awesome. hmm Um... Well, that's cool.
0: So you do have to accommodate that. That's uh, pretty important. Oh yeah. See, I'm lucky. Saturday Saturday will be the first time I'm bringing my son to a full day convention. Now, M, you met my son, right? Because you yeah. met my wife's son. They they came to Farpoint the one evening, uh, but they uh, I'm bringing him to a full day convention. Uh, partly because my wife is going with my daughter to a K-pop convention. So Korean pop music. Convention.
1: Oh, Korean pop music. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Why do you say it that way? I'm not, it's, it's so
1: it, funny. It's such, it's it so amazing how 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 big that is here. I love and it. And it's
0: taken. It's taken. It's taken by storm. My daughter is the only one in her school in her grade that listens to it, and she is okay with that. She absolutely loves it. She watches it. Uh, she knows all the boys and all the bands. It's it's pretty uh, interesting. But so my wife is taking her to this K-pop convention in Newark, uh, New Jersey, and uh, so they're going up Saturday and coming back Sunday. And so Kiefer coming with me to Farpoint. So Saturday is the day that I am planning to be at Farpoint, and uh, it's a good day to be at Farpoint for us because we have two panels we're doing. And uh, what's this first panel that we're doing? Oh, just some um,
1: show, this movie that we all really love, that is awesome. We're going to do uh, a discussion on Back to the Future. What? You got it.
0: Yeah, and I'm surprised that not more people this year were clamoring to do something with Back to the Future, because it is the 30th anniversary. Absolutely, of yeah. I think. This I will... mean, and the October date's coming up. So I'm glad we, we snagged it. rewards, baby. Bring it. hmm um, Awesome. So uh, that's 10 o'clock Saturday. We are going to be talking about it. So if you're at Shore Leave and you listen to this podcast, uh, make sure you hit us up on uh, and see us there. Um, and then we have a live Sci-Fi Diner recording we'll be doing, I guess, at 5 o'clock on Saturday as well.
1: Awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: I know one of the things I'm looking forward to is hanging out with
2: with John and Heather. Fridge. Oh, it'll be awesome to see them. See the phrase again. hmm
0: That'd be cool. And Dayton, see Dayton Ward,
2: see Dayton and Dilmore, Dayton mm-hmm. Dilmore,
0: Kevin Dilmore, Kevin Dilmore. Kevin, hey, Kaiten. Kaiten, this is their that's their bromance name. You know, Kevin and mm-hmm. Dayton together, Kayton. Uh <laughs> He's
1: Such a goofball. That's <laughs> <laughs> a uh,
0: dork. Uh, it just came out. I wouldn't. I didn't even plan that. I know, um, but it was perfect. It, it was.
1: Just kept rolling with it, yeah. and it. You're adorable.
0: And, you know, you're
1: going to see, you guys see each other all the dang time. I, this is one of the few times a year I get to hang out with you guys in person.
0: That's going to be the other awesome thing is to hang out with you, Em.
1: Be prepared to, to drink you. some scotch.
0: I'll be there. <laughs> My son will get a root beer. But <laughs> 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 but, or uh,
1: like a butterscotch float.
0: Yeah, there we go. Butterscotch float. Uh, do, they make the, do they make them most bar? No. no. Gosh, okay. <laughs> Maybe they'll
2: give him a chocolate milk. And chocolate milk, yeah. Chocolate milk. Give me a milk and make it chocolate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very nice. Well
0: done. Uh, um so so I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, we're looking forward to the guests that we're seeing there. Miles, anyone in particular on the guest list that you are really psyched about?
2: Um this was a last-minute change, but I, I, I've enjoyed Roger Cross's work in um, Dark Matter and in um, Continuum. He's also... Any, any any sci-fi show produced in Vancouver County, he's probably had some sort of... He was in gift. Sanctuary, right? Uh, pro- yeah, he was in Sanctuary. He was in Stargate SG-1. Uh, he was in Eureka. Uh, he was um, in Arrow, so... So the, the cool thing is, well, there'll be like three Arrow guests there. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I've enjoyed David David Nichols uh, on uh, Stargate Atlantis, and yeah, i seen.
0: And we had David Nichols on oh a long time ago, a few
2: years ago, promoting his uh, this project he was doing. So now we get to talk talk to him in person, which will be great. That'll be awesome. Um, love Defiance, and so the the the, the, the wonderful. Um, dysfunctional family of the tars are going to be there right yeah the entire family they put the fun in dysfunction yeah are
1: you are you up to date on the show
2: i am and uh oh my gosh god (laughs) yeah
1: i mean what daytac tar did was just crazy that was bat poop crazy
2: but it was so awesome i mean he's doing you know um he saves his ass. He saves his ass. He saves his wife ass from getting, you know, a, get, they get a pardon, and he he gets revenge on his on the on the people that were 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 horrible to him, and uh, and he's smiling at the end of it. I mean, even though he ha, he's one, one less arm now.
1: Wow.
2: He always has a creepy smile.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's awful. Like he just. And it's very hard to watch because I love, um, I I I oh my god I've blanked on his name, uh um.
2: The guy who was the general, Jeffrey Combs.
1: Oh no! Well, him. I love that all the pink skin comments mm-hmm. that he was making when he died, and they just went. went that was just crazy. But um, Tony Curran. Tony mm-hmm. Curran is also incredibly, just creepy to me, in that in that show. And I loved him as um, Vincent Van Gogh on Doctor Who.
0: Oh, that's right! That's right, he was. Uh, we we, we talked about that before, but Vincent man. Van Gogh. Hmm.
1: Absolutely, one of my favorite episodes ever, and oh,
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome. So, uh, how about you, Em? What are you uh, looking for? We know John Barrowman. We'll put the. We know. We know that you said that, uh, John who. John Barrowman. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> uh, <laughs> We just lost him. Um, she just kind of glazed over right now. we get some
1: time with that man, I can pretty much guarantee I will be as goofy as I was with our good friend uh, Colin Ferguson.
2: I hope so. There you go, me I, too. Gonna,
1: you're going to have to mark this explicit because I am going to lose my shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no
1: other way
0: You just want like to get your
1: one, Not my real one um, It's just I'm just going to be grinning ear to ear And He's just delicious I love him I like He's an amazing actor And a stage actor and a musician or and, and, and that voice I have a couple of his albums I have them all digitally So the only thing I have for him to sign Was um a Captain uh, Jack um, Harkness uh, figurine that I bought in London, and I kept it in the bo- when I was in London in 2010, and I kept it in the box. I kept the price on it too, um, because now it's worth a whole ton more, and I was excited about that. Not that I would sell it, um, unless I don't find a real full-time job in the next couple of months.
0: And then um, you might sell it.
1: But if I get him to sign it, I can make a whole lot more money. Uh, I, I I would lo- I really want him to sign that thing,
0: That's and I just awesome.
1: want to I just want to see him in person because yeah. he is just carved out of marble and that smile <laughs> and those eyes and he's just he just oozes talent and 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 friendliness. I, I, I adore him, and then the seeing the the Tarf family, um, Jamie Murray, uh oh, stunner. Another amazing character actress, Um, and we've talked about Tony. Uh, What is it, Daniel Davis? So I don't. Do you? I don't know if you remember. He was in Hunt for Red October.
0: Hmm. Do I remember? He was one of the
1: naval men when, um, when. uh, Oh God! Why can't I think of his name? When Jack Ryan. Um, had to get onto the had to get onto the sub and he was put on a ship first and he's talking to the the admiral of the boat or the boss of the boat I don't know what it is Um, and there's another gentleman there another officer and he's like well I don't even and I don't care for him for wearing the uniform and he explains to him now that boy did his fourth year from a hospital bed and it's a great scene Um, and he's in there for like minutes but it's I I will always remember when he sits down and just looks at his boss and goes, well, I don't care for him wearing the uniform."
0: Yeah. It's, so he was a, He was in Star Trek: Next Generation too. Yeah,
2: he was. Moriarty oh yeah, in he's in Professor ne- Yeah. Yeah. So those he were was, good
1: episodes.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna you have know.
1: to mark those to watch.
0: He was also. He's, he's also in Gotham. Is he? Yeah, he's Ooh. Jacob Sklominski. Or something like that. Say that four times. Fast. yeah, no, not not chance. In the episode "Under the Knife," he plays in that, so that's kind of cool.
1: Oh, Dayton Word message. I thought my ears were burning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Still doesn't
1: answer my question about when is there going to be a character named Dem in your story? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You uh, could <coughs> you ask him to be on the Star Star Wars panel with us, but... Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, he, that's gonna... He's, he's gonna be awesome. Wait,
1: we you doing I, a Star Wars panel?
0: No, 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 no. Our Star Wars film. Oh, our, our, our review. Record- review. Yeah, I got it. Gotcha. Uh, so who am I looking forward to? I am looking forward to uh, David Nickel. Uh, I just had... He's just... He was fun to talk to. We talked to him the last time. I think I'm really looking forward to chatting with him. Obviously, I'm interested in seeing John Barrowman. John Barrowman is the... Uh, the quintessential sci-fi actor as far as you know from doctor who to you know jack hartness and torchwood and especially after all the stories that gwen told last year i want to hear his stories
2: oh he's got a lot oh, to respond to
0: yes
1: oh i need to confirm the whole showing up at her door completely naked story
0: well absolutely yeah That's.
1: <laughs> she's she's told some vicious little stories about him he did he see did
0: see yeah, I'm sure that's going to come back because there's going to be a lot of people that saw her last year, and they're going to want dirt. So, it would really be great to see them both at the con together because you know that'd be hilarious. So, a totally adult session.
2: Nick. Yes, uh, no kids allowed. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of the authors uh, that we typically see there. Um. There's a big group. There's a really big group. Kirsten Byers. We had her in the show in Mind Seeing Her. Um,
1: Dayton Ward.
0: Dayton Ward. Yeah. Dilmore. Um, Who else is here? Um, Glenn Hellman. Robert Greenberger. uh, Our favorite drunk, David Mack. Did I say that out loud. Sorry. Uh, uh, well,
1: then he's going to have scotch with me, and you guys can yeah,
0: yeah. Aaron Rosenberg. Um, and, uh, well, there's a bunch of good people there. So, and many, many names I probably forgot right now. But, yeah. So, well, I mean, the – they. What's up? What, Do you want me to run what, through? You don't need to run through all of them but you know the thing that I'm looking that I've that I that I'm going to really miss this year is they have that meet the pros night and Friday night. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, and where you got you just get a chance to chat with all the authors. Yeah, I'm going to miss that. Yeah, no. that's
2: always fun. But
0: Do you want
1: me to take really... sock, pu- sock Puppet Scott with me?
0: You you can and maybe I'll just watch it on uh Oh, I can
1: periscope it.
0: Yeah, periscope it. Mm. At least
2: see some of it, yeah.
1: So we'll be, and I'll just as a little, we're going to try and, and at least I'm going to try and play with Periscope a little. I think um, Scott's going to try, and then Miles, I don't know if you're going to load it up and get that rolling, but um, oh, yeah. if you are interested to see some live from the floor, uh, you can follow me on Periscope at the C-R-O T-H-E S-I-E-I-R-O T H E S I um, E I R O, kind of like my Twitter handle, but with T H E in the front. And uh, like see costumes And panels And what's for sale And probably spend some money I shouldn't be spending
0: Oh So you yeah. can all watch it live Oh watch it live And what's, what's the name That you're going to be Podcast uh, uh, Periscoping under
1: So it's The T-H-E And then my middle name C-R-O S-I-E-I-R-O
0: S-I-E-I-R-O There we are I'm following you already Yay So It'll let me know. So.
1: Yes, Kristen Byer is definitely going to be there. She's lovely.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had a good conversation. Were you in that conversation? I was
2: not regretfully. Oh, uh, but um, you were. We had I
0: we, was. we talked to her. Yeah, we talked to her that night.
1: And then David Mack, yeah. be prepared for some scotch.
0: Yeah, David <laughs> Mack. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what Daniel Patrick is looking at.
1: In his picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, Second
0: row, thirded. So. You can just see know. the you can you can see the authors at the shore dot com site under guests and authors. You can see it. They also the schedule up, so uh a lot of great panels. I didn't really look at the panels real closely, but I imagine you're gonna see me at some author panels somewhere along the way. Um and then uh I don't know where it's gonna depend a little bit on in our interviews. Um as far as where we end up with stuff. Yep. But that's all right. Well, that's it. You know, I think the thing, here's the thing I think that I enjoy. Shortly was our first con we did it as a sci-fi, as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's always feels like we're coming home when we go to surely. We're going to see Mike Schilling. Yeah. Uh, Kat's going to be there. Uh, by the way, are we up in that uh, thing for Kat?
1: Oh, uh, still working on that.
0: Still working on it? Okay, yeah. So uh, we're going to see Ket there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the familiar faces. A lot of the authors. Uh, definitely, like we said, you know, John had a phrase, that whole, that whole crew. It'll be just good. It'll be good to see you guys and hang out with you guys at a con setting. Yay. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So I don't have a lot more to say except that if you if you aren't doing anything and you're in the Maryland area or even if you're not and want to travel a few hours, Hunt Valley, Maryland come to shore leave they have some great guests you can see the lineup at shore-leave.com so anything else we should say about shore leave it's a great con you need to go yeah yeah M, anything else
1: mm, no nah.
0: nope it's good it's good it's great well, I think that about does it. We don't know anything else here. There is a our Back to the Future 3 episode is still in the can, not being edited due to illness and vacation on my part, but I'll get that out eventually. This episode will come out before that episode, uh, but look forward to that. Also be thinking about, we are going to begin starting September reviewing the uh, first of three Star Wars movies. Um My understanding is we're pretending that the prequels did not exist. Is that correct, everyone? We're not
1: pretending. They truly do not exist.
0: All right, so the prequels do not exist, so... I don't know what prequels you speak of. We've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. What are these prequels you speak of? Uh, So we're going to be starting with episode number four. And so if you want to begin sending in your thoughts, as well as any of the shows you're looking forward to, any of the movies you've seen... You want to let us know, you can email them to us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com or tweet us at sci-fi diner or follow us on our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash sci-fi diner.
2: I think that's about it. All right. Well, till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya.
1: Do your dailies.